0: Hey nerds, we're able to keep VentureForth ad-free thanks to our amazing patrons. To help keep this podcast free of ads, check out our Patreon. Link in the description.
1: Hi, I'm Thessaly.
0: And I'm your DM, Ethan. Welcome to Venture Forth. Previously, Shry had fallen ill with a terrible metal poison in his system. Trying to find help, the rest of the party was tasked with finding specific ingredients in order to get this metal poison out of his system. Thessaly, you were tasked with finding a myconid spore. Looking down at the map in front of you, you look around and you see that you are at the point at the map that It's indicated for you to go. And as you look up from the map in front of you, you see a massive building in front of you with regal stairs leading up to the front entrance. You see guards on either side of the entrance. And you look ahead of you. And you see the Capitol building of Saddlemount. A prominent building within Saddlemount. It looks like um, this is a, a... building of both commerce, trade, and uh, government happenings. As you see this massive building in front of you, see the mark on your map, what would you like to do?
1: Um, I would like to move forward, and I'm going to see, does it look like I need that I should have some kind of paperwork or particular kind of access to get in here or is it okay to just walk right in? Can I I get a vibe check?
0: Make an insight check. As you see, there are a couple of people moving in and out of the building.
1: That is a 23 total.
0: 23 total. Um, you see that there is a um, a human man that's sort of doing sort of a half jog up the stairs. And as he gets to the top, um, he pulls out a piece of paper from his bag, shows one of the guards, and the guard opens the door for him and lets him in.
1: Hmm. Okay. Um, thinking back and thinking of the last conversation that Seeker and I had, I'm going to try to walk around the building and see if there's maybe another way to get inside. Maybe a little sneak, sneak way.
0: Okay. Um, You do a lap around the building and it does look like there is an entrance on the backside um, with only one guard standing there. And that looks to be the only other entrance to the building. Although looking at the sides of the building... You do see that there are windows lining the entire first floor, as well as windows lining the entire second floor.
1: Okay. Um, so there's just one guard.
0: One guard in the back, yes.
1: And there's no, like, patrol happening? It doesn't look like he might switch? He's just posted stationary? It
0: seems he's posted stationary.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm going to try something. Um... I'm gonna sort of like dust off my armor, like straighten uh, the cloak around me, try to make myself look like a little more presentable. Not like I haven't just spent like weeks traveling in the mud, Um, so I'm gonna clean myself up a little bit. And then I'm gonna walk straight up to the guard and I'm going to say, oh my goodness, I I need your help, please. I I I need you to help me.
0: What do you? What's what's the problem?
1: Just just over there, and I'm gonna point behind me. Could you could you look over there? I think someone might be following me, and I'm so scared.
0: Um, yes. Who's who is it? I don't I don't see who you're pointing to.
1: Just um, why don't you lean a little closer? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow follow my finger.
0: Okay, okay.
1: How close does he get to me?
0: He's like pretty much leaning over your shoulder.
1: Okay, can I try to use my gauntlet to hit him on the back of the head and knock him out?
0: Sure, make an attack roll. Okay.
1: <laughs> does a 13 hit?
0: A 13 does hit, okay. yes. Um, as your gauntlet comes down on the back of his head, I'm going to have you roll damage for that.
1: It's, it's oh. just three.
0: Just three damage? Yeah. All right. All um, right, you hit him in the back of the head, and he is knocked down to the ground. Um, he is stunned for the moment, but still conscious. As he puts his hands under his chest, what would you like to do?
1: Um... I'm going to like quickly remove my cloak and I'm gonna try to like tie it around his mouth so that he can't make any noise. And I'm looking around to make sure like no one's coming around the corner.
0: Okay, I'm gonna have you make a contested sleight of hand check um, against, uh, yeah, against him.
1: Okay. That is a, oh, it's plus one, um, 19 total.
0: He got a three. So yes. <laughs> immediately you grab your cloak, wrap it around his mouth, um, just for the purpose of, of restraining him so he can't yell?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, just for the purpose of restraining him so he can't yell. I do not want to kill him or suffocate him.
0: Okay. Um, he is going to try and reach up and... Um, you're around the back he's gonna try and reach um sort of around the back of him to where you are and he's gonna try and grapple you
1: oh no don't do that
0: (laughs) um that's gonna be a 10 to hit
1: a 10 does not hit
0: okay he's sort of flailing at the moment still taken um by surprise what are you doing but he, I, he's still trying to reach for you. Oh
1: my gosh, okay, I was hoping he would go down. Um, um, And I'm kind of like feeling that panic and I think to myself, I'm like, I don't know how Seeker does this all the time. And I'm gonna try to like, with the metal part of my gauntlet, just try to hit him hard enough to knock him out, not to kill him one more time.
0: Okay, um, as he's squirming, I'm just gonna have you roll damage because you do have him in a okay. subdued position. I'm gonna have you roll your damage. Oh, actually, that's it's just, just three. in, it's just three. <laughs> As you, as your, as your gauntlet comes down on the back of his head, he goes limp and falls to the ground.
1: <sighs> I breathe a sigh of relief. And I look around again to make sure like no one has turned the corner. Make or a seen perception this. check. Oh, gosh. That's an 18 total.
0: 18 total. Looking around, um, at this point, it is getting pretty dark as, as it's approaching night. Um... And for the most part, you don't see anyone around. You don't hear any footsteps. Um, you don't hear anyone coming your way. And you don't see anyone that might have seen this.
1: OK, great. Um, so whew, I'm going to breathe another sigh of relief. And I'm going to try to like shake off those nerves, because I'm not used to doing the sneaky part of that. I'm used to like more direct confrontation. So I'm looking around. Do I see like a bush? Or like, that's <laughs> something I can put him
0: in? Um, yeah, looking okay. around, you actually see that, um, that this entire building is sort of... Um, is surrounded by all of these very nicely pruned hedges and shrubs. Um, it looks like a lot of money has gone into the landscaping huh. of this place. Um, so yeah, you do see quite a few uh, large, um, perfectly rectangle bushes.
1: Okay, I'm going to pick the most unkempt shrub because uh, that might hide him the best. I'm gonna do my best to hide him. I also have rope in my pack. And as I'm like, glance, glance, glancing around because I'm very nervous, I'm gonna tie him up and then I'm gonna make sure the gag of like my cloak is secure. So if he does wake up, hopefully he won't yell. Okay. And that's what I'm gonna do.
0: Okay, you now have an unconscious guard in this shrub um, and an open back entrance. What are you doing?
1: Okay, I... Do I approach the door? Does it appear to be locked at all, or can I...
0: If you want to try it, you can try it.
1: I would love to try the handle.
0: All right, you try the handle, um, and it does appear to be locked.
1: Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Um... So what I'd like to do, um, I have like a hand ax, like just a plain old hand ax in my bag. I'm going to try to like wedge it between Mm. the door and the frame and try to like press down so that I don't break the lock and make too much noise, but maybe like sort of try to slide it through where the lock would be and use the, if that makes sense.
0: Okay. Um, I am going to have you make another slide of hand check.
1: Okay. gonna be a 10 total
0: a 10 total is just what you need as you um slide your axe in and at first it's it's kind of tough to get the lock mechanism but then you realize you can almost jam it in there and and pry the door just a little bit so that the lock itself doesn't move but the door itself bows just a little bit and and uh the lock pops out and the door in front of you opens
1: Awesome. Uh, I'm going to, like, peek my head in first and do a dart dart left and right, look forward and try to get um, some bearings on my surroundings before I take a step in.
0: Okay. Um, you step in and you see... Um on the interior, what looks like uh, very polished um, granite and sort of um, marble floors coming to these these regal pillars um, in the center of, of each of these hallways, um, you see that there's a hallway that goes to your right, to your left, and one directly in front of you. Um, you do hear off in the distance sort of echoing off of the hallways. You can hear footsteps in different directions, but you can't see anyone at the moment.
1: Okay. Um, let's see. Okay, right, left, and then directly in front of me. Um, trying to think, trying to think. You know, I, I might have to explore the whole thing, so I'm just going to start left.
0: All right. Um, you pop down to your left, and as soon as you enter this hallway, you can see that there are sconces and, and torches along the walls, sort of lighting the way. And it does appear that, um... each of these sconces almost has like this little metal base to it um it looks copper and it's got um uh, like a tube coming off of the side of it and like a glass tube that comes off the side of it and seems to be holding um, what appears to be some sort of oil and down at the very base of it it's got this little mechanism that's slowly feeding the oil into the fire itself so the fire is is actually brighter than just what a regular torch would be. So these hallways are very, very well lit. Um, and as you're looking down, you see wooden doors on either side of you. You see four wooden doors um, on your right and on your left before the hallway then turns right.
1: OK. Um, I'd like to approach the first of the wooden doors. OK. Um, And I want to like press my ear against it and see if I can hear it. Does it sound like there's a person in there?
0: Um, Yes, you do hear a muffled voice. You can't quite make out what the voice is saying, um, but you do hear a muffled voice in there.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go to the door on the opposite wall and listen in, and I'm gonna do that to each door as long as I'm not interrupted.
0: Okay, Um, you hear a voice in the first room. You hear two voices in the room on your left. You go to the next door on your right and you don't hear anything.
1: Okay. I'd like to try to sort of pull the same trick then and as quietly as possible, take my hand axe out and... or Actually, I'm going to try the door to see if it's open. Maybe I should do that.
0: First. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, see if the handle you gives. turn the handle and very slowly it seems to open. You don't meet any resistance.
1: Okay. And I'm going to dart inside real fast.
0: Okay. Um, this, this room is completely dark. There is no light in here. It doesn't appear that there are any windows um, and it doesn't appear that there's any um, any source of light within here.
1: Okay, then I am going to use um, my... I'm gonna go ahead and use my light cantrip and um, sort of uh, place it on, uh, actually I'll take the hand axe out and sort of like tap it. Okay. Uh, and it'll sort, it'll light up with this like iridescent silvery diamond desk kind of light to give the room a little
0: glow. Okay. Um, and as you do, the light expands to all corners of the room and you see a very basic, um, sort of, uh, maybe like 15 feet by 10 feet office space. Um, it's got bookshelves off in the corner. It's got a desk in the middle with a, what looks to be like a pretty nice leather chair there. And it's got papers stacked up on the table.
1: Okay. So I'm like muttering to myself. I'm like, okay, I can it's for I can explore. for me, hmm. And I'm going to approach the, the chair and like the desk and the stack of papers. And I'm going to see if I can, I'm looking for maybe like, Shipment sent in or like documentation of some sort of where I could find the thing that I'm looking for
0: Okay, um, I'm gonna have you make an investigation check okay.
1: It's a natural one
0: <laughs> a natural one you are Going through these papers and you're looking through and you don't see anything and you think okay Maybe on some of the shelves and so you go over to the shelves and there's a stack of papers up sort of high and you just begin reaching, but then you slip, grab the shelf, and on your fall, bring the, um, you snap the board of that top shelf as all of these papers and books tumble onto you, making an absolute ruckus.
1: Oh, shit. Um, I'm, I'm looking for some place to hide. I'm afraid someone's gonna come in.
0: You look at the door. And you see what appears to be a middle-aged human woman with a, a short brunette haircut, small little spectacles on the front of her nose, with her arms crossed, leaning up against the doorframe. Can I help you with something?
1: Oh, <laughs> I, I guess I'm, I'm lost. I, um, gosh, you know, I was looking for, um... The bathroom. Is there a... I just went to the wrong corner of the building. Could you help me find that?
0: Bathroom? Mm -hmm. You're looking for the bathroom on the top shelf of my cabinet. It... Would you care to be honest and tell me what you're really doing here?
1: Would I? Um... I'm... I'm looking for something very important. And I have a friend that's in a lot of trouble. And... I I, I really need to find something special. Do you think maybe you could help me?
0: Make a persuasion check for me. At advantage.
1: Darn it, I didn't want to get caught. Ooh, I have a plus nine to persuasion. That's it. It is a 15.
0: 15, yeah, that'll that'll change it. (laughs) That's nice to go from a six to a 15. What do you need to find?
1: I'm looking... For something called a myconid spore?
0: Myconid spore. I
1: I was told I could find it here. But this place seems kind of hard to access. Which seems kind of upsetting if you really think about it. Because, you know, some people might need things from here. And just because they don't have paperwork to get it doesn't mean that they don't deserve it. I feel like that's kind of exclusive of
0: you. I have been bringing this up for years. So this is... Music's my ears, what you're saying. Um, give me one moment. Um, we've got a chair in the corner if you want to sit down. I'll, I'll look through.
1: Oh, sh- well, thank you. Um, and I'm going to go sit down and okay. take a load off. You sit
0: in the corner. Um, you see she walks over to her shelves, and um, she starts flipping through the, the papers. Um, and she sort of glances down at the spilled papers and books down on the ground before going back to, to flipping through the papers on the, the shelf. Um, Yes, it appears that we do have a shipment of spores that came up from the Underdark last week. Unfortunately, they're under strict lock and key.
1: Oh. You wouldn't happen to have a key to said lock, would you?
0: I personally would not. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of these shipments and and things of this sort um, go towards the war effort. And something as valuable as this this is definitely... Um, what I would be able to do for you is I'd be able to grant you a, an audience with the mayor and maybe you completed your case to him to, to spare you some. It's sort of up to him to see where all of this goes. Right. That's probably your best course of action if, if you were to ask me.
1: Is, um, is the mayor on site, so to speak?
0: Yes, he's had meetings all evening. Oh, really? Yes, if you oh. if would like to, to meet with him. I'm sure he has um, a few moments to spare in between each of his meetings.
1: Um, can, can I ask you a, a question? Of course. How does the mayor usually respond to... Because, you know, you seemed to really agree with me when I said that this was kind of an exclusive sort of situation. Um, how does he respond to, you know, people walking in off the street and just asking for things?
0: I will say, as just in general he he is mostly a closed off person, but he has been known to have his good days and his days of more generosity than not. Maybe we can catch him on a good day
1: okay um hmm, do you have any? Advice for how to proceed from here? Any way to get in his good graces? Like, does he like dogs? Or is he a sweets person?
0: Or... Yeah. Um, he's... He is... Has his mindset more lately than ever on the war effort and getting as much funds towards protecting our... our naval efforts as possible. If you have something to offer or... Any gold, perhaps, that can go towards that effort, I'm sure his ears will be much more open.
1: Okay. Okay, um.
0: If, if you'd like, we can head over there right now. Y- yes, uh, do you want me to help you clean this up first, though? I feel so. And bad. No, it's fine. I have a specific order, and I.
1: It's fine. Um, all right. Uh, and I, I didn't catch your name. That's really rude of me. I'm. I'm Thessaly. And I hold out my hand.
0: My name is Mariel.
1: Sorry about the paperwork.
0: That's okay. It
1: was unintentional. Are you ready to go? I'm ready. Let's let's go.
0: All Um, and with that, Mariel takes you through um some of these these long hallways. And as Muriel and you are walking down this hallway, um Each of her footsteps sort of echoes off of the walls um, as she's got sort of these hard-soled shoes. Um, And after a couple minutes of a couple twists and turns down a few different hallways, you are finally led to sort of an opening in one of the hallways. And in front of you, you see massive oak wooden doors. You see a double door right in front of you with this little ornate golden handle. Mariel goes, opens the handle, sort of peeks her head in, peeks her head back out, closes the door. Um, it looks like they're just about to finish up a meeting, so now is probably the opportune time.
1: All right, perfect. Um, should I just walk in and introduce myself? Is, it, is I, can, there...
0: I can introduce you oh. if you'd like. Okay, great. Um, okay, let's go in. And she opens the door once more. Um, and as you walk into this room... You see a room much larger than any of the other rooms that you've seen in here. It's sort of set up as this, this grand hall. You see um, several different desks lining the the walls of it, um, sort of almost making an arrow towards the end of the room. You see um, probably 15 different people in this room, all of which human sitting at each of these desks. You see some of them writing in books. You see some of them conversing. You see some of them handing papers back and forth. And at the very end of the room, you see one massive desk, a desk that weighs probably a couple hundred pounds. And at one end of it, you see a relatively slim human man He's got a beard that's very short on the sides, but by the time it gets to his, the tip of his chin, it becomes very long and almost down to his sternum. You see he's got this platinum white hair that's slicked back onto his head. And as he sits there in his big chair, he's sort of leaning back and tapping his finger on the desk as he listens to another person who's at the opposite end of his table you see a person. And this person looks normal from the shoulders down. You see a dark brown cloak. You see a couple of of hints of um, like a red underneath. And you look to their face. And their face you see almost blurs together. What almost looks like several different faces lined up on top of each other, almost changing in transparency. And as the shifting is happening, you notice just past this person, you notice another figure standing there, almost blending in with the shadows of the room. A very tall, very slim figure with black robes that almost shine, almost look glossy as they come down to the ground and a big bulbous back of the head. That's a dark blue and purple that comes down into these these dark black eyes. And most distinctly, dark purple and blue tentacles coming down the front of the face. You see a mind flare standing there. As what? the mind flare is standing there next to this human whose face you can't quite see, sitting there it appears that these two people are in conversation it seems that the the person who's sitting there with the shifting faces is conversing with who you understand now to be the mayor but as they're speaking their voice just like their face fades and changes from one higher pitched and a little bit more feminine to one much lower and almost resembling something of of perhaps a half orc in that that deep throaty voice and shifting back and forth and into different sort of verbal patterns
1: okay have i have i met anyone like that before in my travels
0: you or,
1: or seen it in passing like
0: Make a history check for okay. me. Okay. The more I'm thinking about this. Okay, ooh,
1: ooh, 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 okay, okay, okay. Oh, history is plus zero, but that's
0: still 16. 16. You just get a very brief flash of a memory. Something that almost even feels like deja vu, sort of bordering on the do I really remember this or am I just sort of making things up in my mind? Possibly. In You've possibly seen someone A pair like this In East Haven If you remember correctly oh. They were there for Maybe a business dealing You're not quite sure
1: Okay That's sweaty. all you can
0: remember It is, it is very foggy and you were much younger then, so All right. your your memory is sort of playing tricks on you right now.
1: All right. Well, I um, I guess I approach in step behind uh, Marielle. Okay. Of letting her lead the way on this this introduction.
0: As Marielle walks down, she is very sure to give a wide berth to this this odd pair, where the rest of everyone else in this room is human and very clearly human Um, Mariel is giving these two a very wide berth as she goes up to the mayor the mayor stops tapping his finger stops his conversation with the two across from him and sort of leans over Mariel whispers into his ear looks back and says yes we were just finishing here I believe we were finishing yes and the figures sort of nod their heads back well, then, yes, I have a couple minutes before my next guest you'd like to introduce. And Mariel sort of waves you over.
1: Okay. Um, I walk over, like, looking kind of timid, which probably looks a little weird because I am taller and, like, kind of... Yeah. Walking down the street, you might find me an imposing figure, but I kind of, like, my shoulders are a little scrunched. Um, I don't like being in this kind of space with, like, an audience to kind of look at me. Uh, so I'm going to approach a little hesitantly and I will look up in to the mayor's eyes and I will say hello um my name is Thessaly and I, I would like to make a request of you if that's all right
0: <coughs> requests are sort of what we do here <coughs> what, what are you here to request
1: I'm looking for something called myconid spores
0: myconid <clears throat> excuse me we just had a shipment come in last week. But I will say they are very rare, and I'm not too keen on giving any away.
1: Would would you be willing to, to name a price for them?
0: price? Mm-hmm. And he sort of dips his head and looks at Mariel, who's standing there now at this point with her hands clasped behind her back. Price. Well... Fortunately, we did just lose a ship heading out to sea, and I'm looking for a replacement.
1: A a replacement ship?
0: We could say a starting price of 16,000 gold pieces.
1: (laughs) I can't help but, like, let out a laugh. Um... I think you misunderstand me. Um, I, I I don't have any sort of um, sway of that kind. I would also be willing to pay in, in deed or in action. I'm quite capable.
0: Action. We have plenty of <clears throat> men and women around here who are capable of action themselves. As he's saying this, I'm gonna have you make, actually, what's your passive perception? Give My me
1: that. My passive perception is, that's a great question, 15.
0: Mm Fifteen. You look and the two strange figures haven't left yet. They're still just sitting there sort of in the corner of your eye. And as you turn for a brief moment, you see the figure with the fading faces sort of has their head cocked to the side, almost looking you up and down strangely.
1: And I noticed this. I noticed them looking. Yes. I'm going to not i'm going to turn not so that i'm disrespecting the mayor and like completely turning away from him but i'm going to kind of angle myself and i'm going to meet their eyes and say can i help you
0: the figure with the fading faces takes a step back and sort of faces the mind flare the mind flare looks back and their tentacles begin to twitch and you don't hear any sound come out of the mind flare But the figure with the fading faces turns back and says, Yes, I noticed that as well. Mayor, we would be quite willing to pay this in advance if we would be able to have some time with this person who is here. We find that they are quite unique. And we'd be able to forward this 16,000 gold pieces in order to spend some time and and see what they would be able to offer. The mayor looks back at you. And, well, it's up to you. How how <clears throat> how bad do you want the its spores?
1: Oh, um, it's something of a necessity and I'm going to kind of raise an eyebrow over at them and say it seems to be my lucky day.
0: Well, then, it appears that we have some work that we need to do. If you would come with us, we have some experiments that we'd like to run.
1: At the at the word experiments, I kind of like bristle and then I steal myself. Uh, and I'm gonna say, well, with such generosity, what, what, what could I really say to that? Um, lead the way.
0: And without another word, the figure with the fading faces turns and begins Leaving, but before doing so and and following, the mind flare waves its hand over the table, and all of a sudden appearing out from under its hand, a heavy box with probably sixteen thousand gold pieces just appears on the table. What? As the mind flare turns and almost floating an inch above the ground. You can't quite tell because their cloak is reaching all the way down to the ground, but looking like they're floating, follows the figure with the fading faces.
1: I blink at the box, look to them, and go, oh, what have I gotten myself into? And I just follow.
0: Okay. Um, As you follow, you leave this Capitol building. You walk out onto the street. You walk down several different main roads. You duck into a side road, into another side road. And pretty soon, the houses and buildings around you are getting more and more sparse. You're seeing they're more and more spaced out. When finally, you get to the edge of town. And you can see with the ocean there on your left, looking out, seeing the coastline. You look in front of you, and you see just off in the distance what looks like a lighthouse. They lead you towards the lighthouse. Am
1: I allowed to ask any questions, or are you just going to silently lead me somewhere where I, I don't know where we're going?
0: What questions have you? We're more than willing to answer.
1: We we'll use the word experiments, and that's very broad. I was just wondering if you had any specific ideas.
0: They stop and immediately turn and look at you, and you can, you're having a hard time sort of picking an eye line as these different eyes are fading in and out. And they come up and they almost come sort of face-to-face, nose-to-nose with you. You seem very interesting. Different than what I've seen before.
1: I've heard that before, or, um...
0: (laughs) I'm looking to see the extent of what your physical body would allow for.
1: We talking about, um, sort of under duress or any kind of pain tolerance, because...
0: Under stress. Under lots of stress. As they turn back around and begin walking towards the lighthouse once more.
1: I kind of, like, look back towards the direction we came from. I think of how they just, like, made the gold appear. I go, okay. Okay, I'm, I'm doing this to save someone's life, and I'm gonna keep following.
0: Okay, you get to the base of the lighthouse and without any prompt, as you get about 15 feet towards this front door, the door opens and you immediately see inside is this dark and this damp area inside, moss hanging and growing from the ceiling. As you walk in, all three of you get to the center of the room. It smells of rot and years of decay being this close to the ocean and without a word exchanged you feel a rumble under your feet and you almost have to steady your balance once more as the floor begins descending down you hear the clanging of metal beneath you as the floor begins to descend
1: Um, I'm I'm looking around, and I'm I'm wondering if there's a way out or an obvious way back up.
0: You're looking around. The entire base of this lighthouse is just just one room in here. And as the floor is descending, you're seeing the door that you came in from, slowly moving away and away and away from you.
1: Either of you wouldn't want to share a few more details, would you? I mean...
0: Have you experienced any sort of... Extraordinary abilities throughout your life? These are things that we should know before we get into the experiments. Extraordinary abilities.
1: Um, Do you mean sort of in a divine sense? Is that what you're looking for?
0: I'm looking for whatever you're willing to disclose. I'm sure we'll find out sooner or later.
1: Well, I I certainly have some arcane capabilities up my sleeve.
0: Very interesting. Interesting. As they pull a notebook out of thin air and a quill out of thin air and begin jotting down notes.
1: How do you keep doing that? That's very interesting.
0: Just an extraordinary ability that I possess.
1: You seem much more skilled than I am. I can't imagine why you'd be interested in little old me.
0: That's something that we are going to find out. As the floor hits what appears to be the bottom layer, All of a sudden, you look around. You see pitch black. It's opened up into a much larger room. You can tell that the walls are no longer there, but you can't see into this pitch black. You see 360 degrees around you, absolute black. As the figure with the fading faces snaps their fingers, you see, purple torches begin to light, extending out, into a room that is about 60 feet by 60 feet. You see tables piled high with papers and books. You see a... Off off in the corner, you see glass vials piled high with different colored liquids in them. You see a massive cauldron in another corner bubbling with a mysterious liquid. You see a mechanical device. You're unsure of its purpose in the other corner, and you see it moving and and turning in strange ways, all with these gears and metal and wood flowing together. They lead you over to a door on the side.
1: Seeing all of that, does that strike a chord in my memory um, from like previous encounters? With people being interested in my abilities. Does any of this look familiar?
0: No. Okay. There might be some sort of familiar elements, but overall, this feels like a pretty new experience.
1: Okay, nothing to set off like an old alarm bell. No, okay.
0: For sure. Okay. Not. They lead you over to a very simple wooden door. Grab the handle, open it and sort of wave for you to go in.
1: You don't want to go in first?
0: This is not the part that I go into.
1: And I... I'm just supposed to trust you? How, how do I know I'm not walking into some sort of death trap and you're just... leading me along for fun?
0: you are more than willing to leave. But I will then send word back to the mayor and the gold will be retracted and you will not have your spore. How much do you want it?
1: Probably more than is logically sound, and I will step in through the door.
0: Okay. You step in through the door, and you see that there is sort of a spiral staircase going down with stone walls encasing the entire thing. It's almost tough to take each step down as it's sort of at an uncomfortable angle, and you go spiral down and down and down until you finally hit the the ground floor, it seems. You look forward, and you see a long, dark hallway. Once again, vroom, 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 Purple sconces begin to light the hallway down.
1: Hello? I just kind of, like, say... Down Your the
0: voice echoes off of the walls.
1: Just me down here, then? Okay. And I'm going to carefully take a step forward, but I want to see... They said they were going to to test me or to experiment. I'm looking like at the walls or on the floor to see if there's any kind of like trap or trigger or something. Make
0: an investigation check.
1: Okay. What have I done? <laughs>
0: Fifteen. Fifteen.
1: Fifteen.
0: Looking down this hallway. Um, very smooth stone so you'd be able to pick out any imperfections or, or anything like that and the sconces are lighting the way very well, almost, almost to the level of daylight in here and you're pretty confident in this hallway there are no traps but you do see at the end of the hallway, about 30 feet in front of you, it does open up into a larger room you can't quite see what's in the room but okay. you can see a room.
1: I'm gonna start to walk forward and I'm gonna keep my hand like at my side ready to sort of reach for the mall if anything if I get a little a little scare or something pops out at me just sort of ready to retaliate if necessary.
0: Okay. You reach down reflexively Mm -hmm. towards your mall. It's not there.
1: I'm gonna... Okay, then I'm going to full-on try to summon it, and I reach my hand out looking for that opening in space and sensing that heat.
0: You can't find it.
1: Oh. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, I'm going to try to cast my light cantrip on my finger and see if I can use any of my arcane abilities.
0: You're able to cast light.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm going to reach for them all one more time. Like, just sort of... Okay. anxious mode
0: and you reach for them all you can't find that tear and space and as you're sort of wondering what's happening you realize your axe is also gone you sort of do a quick pat down and you realize any physical weapon that you had on you is no longer there
1: okay i see what you're doing and i sort of look up to the ceiling And I don't know if you can hear me right now, but um, taking away my weapons isn't going to stop me from hitting something. So, just so you know. And then I will walk down the rest of the hallway.
0: Okay. You walk down the rest of the hallway. You walk into the room. And you just take a couple of cautious steps in at first. And you see a large square room in front of you you see towards the other side, there is a doorway. Closed doorway. And just at the opposite corners of where you're standing, there seems to be hallways. One hallway going right, one hallway going left. You see in the middle of the room, in this etched stone, a carving of a circle. And in that circle you see a carving of two footprints, almost as if guiding you where to stand. As you're done examining the room, you sort of look around, and as the sconces continue to light up, you look up at the ceiling, and you see the entirety of the ceiling is glass. You look around, and after a moment, you see two sets of footsteps. You see two figures walking on top of the glass, looking down at you. You see a mind flare, and you see the figure with fading faces looking down into the room through the glass ceiling.
1: I don't like that.
0: You see the figure with fading faces has their notebook at the ready and is watching you patiently.
1: So I get the feeling that I'm definitely supposed to stand where the footsteps are.
0: That's what it looks like, yes.
1: Stubborn as ever, I'm going to purposely like skirt around them. Okay. And go to the door.
0: The door is locked.
1: Of course the door is locked, and I have no weapons on me.
0: And now at this point you can sort of and now that you're at the door, you look to your right and your left and you can see down those hallways that are in the corners and you see they both turn in the opposite direction and continue on.
1: I'm going to look up into the glass to see if they're, if the two figures are the the changing faces person and the mind flayer. Are they watching what I'm doing? They're
0: watching your every move.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to glance back to where the footsteps are. I feel like if I stand on that, something bad is going to happen. Um, well, left is my favorite direction and I'm going
0: to walk left. Okay you walk left and you walk down the hallway Mm -hmm. and you see down at the very end of the hallway, there's a small pillar with a mechanical device on the top. Circular, copper, and maybe about six inches in diameter. You see a little aperture at the top made of metal and it is completely closed.
1: Can I, can I get a sense of what the purpose of this device might be?
0: Make, um... I'm going to have you just make a straight-up intelligence check.
1: Okay. That is not where I thrive. Uh, 17?
0: Uh, 17. You don't have a single clue what this thing could be.
1: Great. And you said there was something on the top, like, like looks like it's closed, but it could be opened?
0: Yeah, it looks like there's some sort of, if it rotates in a certain way, it could possibly open.
1: Is there, does it look like there's a, a, a gear I could push on, or like a, uh, is there a, like, to try and get it to open, or could I, I could you just You do
0: see it? that there's a small button on the front of it. It's a button? Yes.
1: want to push the button. I'm going to push the button.
0: You push the button, it clicks, and nothing okay. happens.
1: Oh. I'm going to see if I can try to, like, like I did uh, previously, I'm going to see if I can, like, wedge my fingers in there, like, my hands and try to open it myself.
0: It doesn't budge.
1: Is there still glass above me in this area of the hallway? Yes,
0: there is. And you look up and you see two figures staring right at you.
1: This is feeling like um, a little, a bit of entrapment here. So, okay. All right. I'll play along. And I'm going to walk back. And I'm going to sort of suck in a deep breath. Exhale. And I'm going to go. Put my feet where the feet are. Okay. Footprints.
0: As you do, and you settle your full weight onto these footprints, you feel them sink into the ground about a quarter of an inch. Ooh. All of a sudden, from out of the ground, seemingly nowhere, your wrists are yanked Ooh. by metal shackles that come out of nowhere and yank your wrists towards the ground. Oh. You now look at each of your wrists. They are shackled in place by chains that are now linked to the ground. You look down at your feet and metal clasps come up and over, extending over your feet, locking them in place. What is this? You are completely locked in a standing position. As you hear, as you look forward and from both of the hallways, you see fog approaching in. And the fog slowly rolls over you. It gets to your feet first. As it slowly hits the back wall, you turn around and you see that the door that you came through is no longer there. It is just stone. The fog fills the room, comes up to your waist, your chest, and finally, it's your face. What are you doing as the fog raises up in the room?
1: Um... I'm first. I'm gonna instinctually like thrash around and, and try to break out of the chains and just try to use my strength.
0: Okay, make an athletics check. Okay. Okay,
1: okay, 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 okay. You said athletics? Yes. That is a 16 total.
0: 16 total. You feel the chains just beginning to, to sort of bow but none of them really break. And you put all of your force into this. Okay,
1: okay. Um...
0: And as the fog hits your shoulders and comes up towards your face you just have one last moment, one last decision. Are you holding your breath or are you breathing?
1: Can't do anything else.
0: The fog is raising up.
1: Alright, I'm gonna hold my breath.
0: You hold your breath. Okay. You hold your breath. The fog raises up past your eyes. All of a sudden, you can barely see 10 feet in front of you. You're holding your breath. What would you like to do?
1: Um, I'm looking around. I'm gonna squint and see if... Maybe I can, I'm gonna try to cast light again on on the shackles to see if it illuminates anything within the fog, if anything's coming towards me.
0: Okay. You cast light on the shackles. Mm and it sort of creates these strange patterns in the fog as the light extends out. Nothing abnormal, though. You don't see anything coming towards you. I
1: I don't like being chained. You said I can still see up to 10 feet in front of me?
0: Up to 10 feet in front of you.
1: I'm going to try to misty step out of the shackles.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Just ten feet in front of me, where I can see. If that's ten all feet in front see. of you. Okay.
0: How do you cast that?
1: Um. So I.
0: Great question.
1: Uh. So, different from the mist that's like surrounding me, this sort of like silvery, uh, like glints of diamond starts to coalesce around my body. Uh, it starts at my fingers and like rushes over uh, my torso up to my head and down to my toes. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like I become the mist, and I, like. Just sort of become this like spark. And then uh, that same spark, like, alights um, 10 feet in front of me, uh, right in front of me, and uh, I reappear made of mist and I regain solid form.
0: Okay. And you sort of wince as you hear just behind you the chains and shackles drop to the ground and clang against the floor. Whew. Do you do that? Yeah. Do you sigh? Oh. As you do, you take a deep breath in of this fog. <sighs> I'm gonna have you make a Constitution saving throw. Oh no! I should disadvantage.
1: A disadvantage?
0: At disadvantage. No!
1: I didn't. I take it back, dear. Damn it! What's my Constitution? It's still a twelve. I don't know if that does anything, but it's a 12 total. I rolled okay. a three, just for just so you know.
0: Okay. As you're looking around, the shackles that you cast light on mm-hmm. are still making these sort of dancing figures in the fog, but as you look, you can't really see any figures within the fog itself. What do you do?
1: Um, I think I'm going to sort of like reach my hands out in front of me as I go trying to sort of like make sure that if I come into contact with anything I I can feel it first and I'm gonna try to go left to where I knew that device was okay I'm gonna try to go
0: back to it okay and as you do you sort of take account of your breathing Mm -hmm. and as you're breathing in this fog it doesn't sting it doesn't feel like it's having any negative effects on you when you approach the beginning of the hallway, the very end of the hallway, you hear boom, boom. As you see at the end of this hallway right here, just at the end of what you can see from the fog, you look at the corner where it turns and you can see five long black glistening fingers Grab around the side of this corner. You see each of these digits almost a foot in length as you see another hand grip the side. What are you doing?
1: I'm backing up. I'm backing up real fast. You're backing up, real fast.
0: Okay. You make your way back into the original room.
1: Is it, does it appear to, I can't tell because of the mist. Does it appear to follow me? Can I hear anything?
0: You hear once again at the end of the hallway. Boom. As the fog gets darker and darker.
1: Okay. Uh, just to be safe. Um, oh, I can't see it. I'm. You can take
0: a step forward if you want to see it.
1: Oh. Uh... Okay. You know what I'm gonna do? You know what I'm gonna do. Um, so I'm gonna use my divine sense to see if I can detect if this thing is good and evil because it's it's not behind total cover, right? I just can't visualize. Yes. Okay. Um, So I'm gonna use my Divine Sense and see what it is.
0: Okay, can you please read me the description of Divine Sense?
1: As an action, you can detect good and evil. Until the end of your next turn, you can sense anything affected by the hallow spell or know the location of any celestial fiend undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover. Uh, I can use this six times.
0: You don't sense anything off of (laughs) <laughs> Whatever is around the corner
1: Oh that's so bad I don't, no good, no evil, no nothing
0: No good, no evil, no nothing
1: Okay Um I'm, I'm, I'm back, but I want to try to find a wall I want to like get something solid behind me So I'm going to keep moving backwards okay. Until I can get a wall behind me
0: You back up and you feel the wall And for the first time now, seeing the wall And, and the, the wall right in front of you You can sort of see through the fog And you begin touching the wall It's not stone. No? No. It's made of wood. What? And you sort of touch and feel around, and it's these these wooden boards. All of a sudden, the fog begins to clear just a little bit. And just right in front of you, the fog rolls back, and you can see a wooden bench? A second wooden bench? No, they look like, almost like temple pews. You see a third, as the fog begins to roll back and back and back, it looks like you're in a temple.
1: Do I, taking this on do I see any iconography of like what kind of temple, new or old
0: gods? Looking around, as the fog rolls back, you recognize this temple. I do. You recognize this... This room. This... Sort of private chapel. So you hear... Boom. Boom.
1: Is there is there a door to this private chapel as I, like, turn?
0: Where you once knew a door to be, you do not see a door. Oh, yeah. But you look out... Underneath one of the pews in the far corner. Yeah. You see five long fingers reach up and out from the shadows underneath the bench. You see another five reach out. You see hands plant themselves on the ground. And as these hands plant themselves on the ground, you can see a shadowy figure force themselves up from the shadows. You see a long smiling face with jagged white teeth and pinpoint white eyes. You see a creature that reaches up out of the ground Five feet tall, and feet tall, fifteen feet tall. As they have to hunch over in this room, in order to just occupy it. What would you like to do?
1: Um, I'm looking behind me, and I'm looking for um, there, there, if it's there should be like a place where you can pray, like where you can kneel down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna stand on top of that and try to see if I can like meet the creature's height, see if I can get like some higher ground.
0: All right. You run up to the front of the room where the altar is, and you jump on top of the altar, and you look to your left and right, and you see hallways are still there. Hallways that weren't in this private temple as you knew it before, but the hallways of the original room that you once occupied. This creature moves continually. For closer and closer towards you. What are you doing as it's moving closer?
1: I'm looking, is there anything on the on the pedestal or on the altar that I could like rip off and use as a bludgeoning weapon?
0: You see at the ends of the altar, these um, sort of, these long wooden poles that sort of make up a decorative piece of the altar, uh-huh. but if you tried, you might be able to rip one off. I'm gonna I'm try gonna, to rip one off. Okay, I'm gonna have you make an athletics check for okay.
1: me. Okay. That's a 16?
0: It easily snaps off, and you have in your hand what is is about three feet in length, but a, a decent-sized club.
1: A decent-sized club, okay. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna yell at the creature, and I'm gonna say, if you have any sense, stay back.
0: It continues moving closer and closer towards you as one of its arms elongates, and the fingers on the end of its hand begin to sharpen. You can tell it's rearing back for an attack. What are you going to do? I'm, I'm going to try to like,
1: like hit its 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 arm, its limb out of the air before it can reach me. I'm going to try to smack it.
0: Okay, um, make an attack roll.
1: Uh, that's a 19 to hit.
0: A 19 hits okay. as this arm begins to swing around at you. You're just able to hit it um, out of the air as it boom hits the ground just at your feet.
1: Can I? Could I have poured like um, a divine smite into that?
0: If you would like to. I would like to. Sure.
1: That's uh, first level. So six regular damage and then six radiant damage.
0: Okay. Um, And as the radiant damage almost infuses itself into this creature's arm you can tell it's almost infecting it and you can see Ooh. veins running out through its uh, uh, its arm and its hand and underneath this this like glossy black skin you can begin to see the veins light up with radiant energy
1: and does it look like that like hurts it a lot
0: It looks back at you and it continues to smile with this impossibly wide grin. It's gonna lunge forward and attempt to—it's gonna attempt to bite you this as can't. its jaws open up. Okay. There's a thirteen hit. No. A thirteen does not hit. Um, as it snaps at you and recoils its head back, it just misses. What are you doing?
1: It doesn't look like that hurt it at all. It does not. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna hold on to it just in case. And you said I could still see the hallway on my right. Yes, you can. Okay. I'm gonna—I'm gonna try to run. I'm gonna try to break free.
0: Okay. You attempt to run down the hallway, and as you do, the creature swipes at you with its hand as you're leaving its attack range, and it scrapes its hand along the side of the the interior of this temple. Um, boards and the wood of the wall go flying everywhere, and a couple hit you on the back of the head as the claw just barely misses you from behind. As you run down this temple, the fog once again overtakes your body what are you doing you're down at the end of this this hall you're in the corner
1: i'm back in the fog the 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 chapel the temple's gone
0: you look around and the stone walls have resumed
1: that that, that can't be right that's not okay okay i i'm gonna look up uh, can i see the glass ceiling that i saw before or has the mist
0: the mist has completely obscured it
1: okay i'm, I'm gonna move forward and go and go back to that mechanism
0: Okay. You run forward towards the mechanism, and now you can see the aperture on the top of it. It's completely open. And from that, you can see fog pouring out.
1: All right. Um, uh, I'm going to look to where the button was. Is it, is it like pressed in, or does it look the same?
0: It has once again popped out into the position that you saw when you first saw the device.
1: I'm going to try to, like, press the button to see if that closes. And the, as the
0: you aperture. do, it completely closes the aperture and the fog stops coming out.
1: <sighs> so I'm, g- I'm going to stand there and, like, wait for it to maybe dissipate a little bit.
0: Okay. The fog recedes and moves down the hallway and retreats back down the other hallway.
1: I'm going to move with it. Sort of like, peer my head around.
0: You peer your head around. You see the room that you were originally in.
1: Nothing else? No big, scary, arm, pinpointy thing?
0: Just the room and a glowing shackle on the ground.
1: I'm going to look up.
0: You see the two figures there, one with their, their notebook taking notes.
1: Well, I feel like that was unnecessary. What the hell was that?
0: You hear what appears to be like a light chain rustling against each other. As you look out into this central room, you see now from the center of the room, just dangling down from the glass, a very thin chain with a key at the end of it.
1: I'm gonna walk forward. Okay. And as I'm walking, I'm gonna say, I presume that this is for the door.
0: No response.
1: Not going to answer me. Great. And I snatch the key off of the chain.
0: You snatch the key. You walk over to the door leading into the next room. Perfect fit. Opens up to another hallway. <laughs> vroom, vroom,
1: vroom, oh, vroom. no. <laughs>
0: Purple sconces leading into another room. And
1: I'm thinking, I'm thinking... Did, if I think back to the moment when I like, uh, let let out that breath and I I breathed the mist in, do I remember any like feeling any kind of change or, or did I recognize any kind of like arcane property like coming over me?
0: You're looking for an arcane change within you?
1: Yeah. Like maybe, or like, um, the way that you feel like if you've, drank the effects of a potion or like, like did I recognize a feeling if I think back to that moment when I let out
0: that breath a little bit lightheaded. okay and your heart rate started to pick up
1: okay interesting okay so I'm just gonna note that
0: in, okay. uh, in my head as you move into the next room You see, once again, the room opens up, but this room much smaller. You see this room, 25 feet, by about 50 feet. Seems to be a short hallway, but a little bit bigger. As you enter this room, once again, the door closes behind you. In this small room, all you can see sconces lighting up the sides, two of them on each side of you. And along the smooth stone, you don't see any blemishes, you don't see anything. But just hanging from the glass, about 45 feet in front of you, another small chain hanging with a key, presumably leading to the next door in the next room.
1: I'm gonna glance around, and first I'm gonna turn Directly behind me and see if the door is still there It is not I'm going to put my hands up against the wall To see do I feel stone or do I feel wood
0: It feels like stone
1: I don't know what this is I Okay just, just keep moving forward And I, as I sort of like mutter to myself I'm, I'm going to turn around um, And just put one Foot in front of the other And walk up to that key and look up.
0: Okay. You're looking towards the key. Yes. You walk about five feet in front of you. And as you're walking, as you take each step, it's almost, it it feels maybe like you're still lightheaded from the previous room. Then you walk another five feet and no, this time you're sure. Every step that you take forward, the hallway extends. You have moved forward 10 feet, and you see the end of the hallway has extended 10 feet. And likewise, the key hanging from the chain has moved 10 feet away from you.
1: I... The room has
0: just gotten longer.
1: OK. Um, let me think. And if I, if I look up, is the glass still there?
0: The glass is still there.
1: <gasps> They're having a great time. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm going to place my hand to my chest and I am going to cast uh, detect magic. So I'm sort of going to like hold my hand over over my chest and this silvery disc of energy um, it glows brighter and brighter as it extends further forward and, and further out and I'm gonna see, I wanna see if it's the room itself that is magical or the key that is magical. Like what's putting the distance between me and
0: the thing? Gotcha. As you cast the spell, you get a sense of the room itself being magical and extending. You don't sense any sort of magic on the key. As far as you can tell, standard normal key. And you get a sense for the school of magic which is transmutation.
1: Understood. Okay. Um,
0: all right. what are you doing?
1: All right. do I, I didn't have my physical weapons on me, but do I ha, do I still have things in my equipment?
0: Yes, you do. You have all of your equipment. It just seems that your physical weapons are no longer on you.
1: And, and how long is the hallway in front of me?
0: Right now? It has extended another 10 feet as you were taking your steps, so now the room in front of you is 5, 10, 15. 40 feet to the door, 30 feet to the key.
1: Okay. And the key is like on a chain, right?
0: Yes. Same as the last room, just a small chain hanging from the glass ceiling.
1: Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to... So I'm gonna take out my rope, and I'm gonna take out one of uh, my like painter supplies. And in my painter supplies, um, there should be like something that allows me to like just cut canvas or cut parchment. Sure. Um, and I'm gonna to try to use that blade. I'm gonna tie it to the end, and I'm essentially gonna to try to lasso the key. Okay. Like I'm gonna to try to pierce the chain with and try to hook it.
0: All right. Okay, I. That makes sense. I'm going to have you make a check, and that check is going to be an athletics check. Okay. To see if you can actually just get it to the key. That's a
1: dirty twenty.
0: A dirty 20, okay. That's a really high roll. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, you you throw this thing, and you think for a second it might not make it, but just at the very last minute, mm-hmm. perfectly pinpoint hits the key, and the rope wraps itself around the chain, sort of um, tangling itself up in the chain.
1: Okay, and I'm gonna yank on it, I'm gonna pull.
0: Okay, you yank and you pull and the chain breaks from the ceiling and you begin dragging the key towards you. Oh, sweet. You pull and you pull and you pull. You now have the key in your possession.
1: Okay, now I'm gonna, so I'm gonna take the key, keep it keep it on me. I'm gonna put the remainder of my rope and everything back where I found it. And now I'm gonna step a few feet forward again and I'm gonna try to watch, does the room elongate or does it? does the door get further away still?
0: You take a cautious couple of steps forward and you can see the end of the room getting closer to you.
1: I sort of, like, stifle a cheer, like I'm very excited, Um, and I'm just smiling, and I I walk right up to the door.
0: Okay, you walk right up to the door. And I unlock it. Key turns. Perfect. And you walk in. Vroom, 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 vroom. More sconces and another hallway as you walk down into his final room.
1: You know, I don't really feel like this is a good way to test if someone is special or not, because there's lots of ways to be special. So, like, my way of doing this might not be someone else's way of doing this. So how is this really a test? And I I look up to to the glass.
0: You see two stoic figures not even address you. As you walk into this room, you see this room is more circular shaped than the previous rooms. You can see the the curves in the walls around you. You also see several stone barriers sort of coming up maybe two and a half, three feet from the ground. Just these little half stone walls. You walk into this room. Once again, you turn around the door behind you disappears.
1: I roll my eyes.
0: The door in front of you on the opposite end of the room opens. It opens? A figure steps through. You see a half-eleven man take a couple of steps in, turn around, close the door, lock it, put the key into his pocket. You see he is dressed in what appears to be this, this almost regal looking armor. You can see a base of leather armor, but sort of on the shoulders and upper chest, it's reinforced with metal. See a long spear down by his side, a shield in his other hand. You see, he sort of looks you up and down, sort of assesses his opponent. As you look to your left and your right, you see your weapons laying there on the ground.
1: Oh, I'm gonna take a step forward and watch his reaction.
0: He does not react. He seems to still be assessing you.
1: I'm gonna take another step towards my weapons, and I'm gonna say, are you here to fight me? Because we, we don't have to.
0: Fight you is what I'm here to do. And fight you, I will. In order to get past this this door, you're gonna have to fight me.
1: I'd like to use fighting as a last resort. Maybe we can help each other. but what are what are you doing here?
0: We can stand here all day and talk. We could. But you are not getting out of this room without a fight
1: when he says that I die for my weapons.
0: Okay, you dive for your weapons. Mm -hmm. You pick them up. You stand up. He has not engaged yet. He takes another moment to assess. And as you are sort of crouched behind this half wall where your weapons are, you stand up, and he takes note of the weapons that you have. And he sort of continues looking you up and down. You can see a moment of thought passed through his head as he drops his shield, drops his spear, unlatches the chest piece of his armor, unclips the shoulder pads that he had, reach into his pocket and pull out a device. Another device, circular, made of wood and metal, but this one looking a little bit different than the device you had seen previously. You see two glass chambers in this device and a switch in the middle. As he flips it over, you can see on the back of it, two long needles coming out about three inches in length. And you see a strap that comes off of the device. He reaches up, puts the device to his shoulder and sinks both of the needles into his shoulder. What? He then wraps the strap around his arm and clips it in, securing it in place. He turns to you, and he sort of turns almost at an angle to you, almost showing off the device, as it begins filling up, both vials filling with red liquid, filling with blood. As he reaches down and unsnaps the, the, um, the waistband that was sort of holding up the armor on his legs, he lets the armor go. As you can see now, he's wearing nothing but robes. He reaches up towards his arm and twists the lever, aiming it towards one of the vials of blood. He sort of winces and his his muscles tense. As now this half-elven figure in front of you begins to almost transform, the ears begin to elongate even further. The brow line recedes, hair grows. You can see the muscle density begin to shift, becoming both slimmer and almost more agile in his form. As now in front of you, you see that he has transformed himself into what appears to be a full-blooded elf.
1: Oh. Oh, no.
0: (laughs) He sort of jumps up and down on his toes and sort of uh, swings his arms back and forth, sort of pumping himself up, almost getting ready for a fight. As he begins to move towards you, he puts both of his hands up towards his face in a fighting position.
1: This really doesn't seem very fair. I I wasn't planning on fighting anyone else. As
0: he moves forward towards you, what are you doing?
1: Okay, I, I'm i going to put the mall away and I'm going to, I'm going to try to use the hand axe to cut, you said it was strapped into him, like the, the device strapped onto him? Yes. I want to try to remove it. If I take a little chunk out of his shoulder, I'm not going to cry about it.
0: Okay, I'm going to have you make an attack roll. Okay. As we have now entered combat.
1: Does it is a 10 hit?
0: A 10 does not hit. Um, as he barely even moves and just sort of dips his shoulder back, the axe swings past him and doesn't even glance against him. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I get another attack. Okay. I'm,
0: Making going, another I'm, going, attack. I'm going one more time. Okay. Make an attack roll.
1: Uh, 24.
0: Uh, 24 hits. Yeah.
1: Um, so that is six total uh, slashing damage on, on the, I'm trying to hit the device
0: okay. a, as much as possible. Okay, um, six damage. You, um, you're you able to just barely glance along his shoulder. Mm-hmm. It um, it just makes contact with the strap. You cut um, about a quarter of an inch into it, definitely um, um, removing some of the, the stability of it, but you haven't quite sliced all the way through. Is that the end of your turn?
1: That is the end of my turn.
0: Okay. Now, shifting his weight, this elven figure in front of you um, is going to almost like sidestep directly into you and almost occupy the same space as he takes two punches directly to your ribs.
1: Ooh, well, I'm wearing chainmail, so I don't. Okay.
0: That's going to be a 22 to hit on the first strike?
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs>
0: And that's gonna be a 27 to hit on the second strike.
1: Yeah, that definitely, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, that first attack, that's gonna be eight points of bludgeoning damage, Oof! and another eight points of bludgeoning damage.
1: Ow, so 16 total?
0: 16 total, as he spends a key point to use Flurry of Blows for another two attacks. That first one is a 13 to hit.
1: No. Doesn't hit.
0: And a 19 to hit.
1: Yeah, that hits.
0: Okay, that is gonna be an additional seven points of bludgeoning damage.
1: Oh no! <laughs> Jeez, oh Pete's. Okay. Um I yeah, I'm okay, so I'm gonna feeling like this fight is a little imbalanced, and uh, I'm not as tough as I thought I was. <laughs> I'm going to try to dive behind the, the the stone slab on the left. Not the one I went behind to get my weapons, but the one on the other side just in
0: front of me. Okay. Um, and as you do that, uh, the elf is going to attempt to uh, punch you as you leave their space. That sounds right. Um, that's going to be an 11 to hit.
1: That does not hit.
0: Okay. Uh, swing and a miss as Whew. you can hear the air sort of swish through as as the punch comes your way. And you dive behind this Um, this half wall, you see a little red vial, some sort of potion.
1: Ooh, ooh, does it look like a potion I've seen before?
0: (laughs) It looks very similar to a potion that you've seen before.
1: Okay, do I get the feeling that this might help me in terms of staying on my feet?
0: Probably. All
1: right, I'm gonna chug it.
0: (laughs) Okay, Um, you pick it up and, uh, okay, it is a bonus action to drink a potion yourself. So that is a, which pillar is this? Okay, that is a superior healing potion. Ooh. Um, So I'm gonna have you roll 8d4 plus eight. 8d4 plus eight? Yes.
1: Oh, yay.
0: Yeah, superior healing potions are pretty good.
1: That's 12, and 22, 24, 26, 27 plus, Plus eight. eight. Uh, so yeah. like 35.
0: 35 points of healing. Nice. Woo! Thank goodness. Okay, that was your bonus action. Uh, what are you doing for your action?
1: Okay, for my action, um, I'm now like, I kind of pop my head up like like a prairie dog, like looking over and around, um, and I still see him pretty close to me, right?
0: Yes, uh, okay. just about 10 feet in front of you.
1: About 10 feet in front of me. Is there a way I can use the pillar to like skirt around and then try to like dive behind the next one just in front of me?
0: Sure. Um, yes, that would take that would take all of your movement. okay, great. in order to get to that that other wall. I will use it. Okay. Um, as you dive behind that wall, you see another potion. Um, this one a little bit smaller and this one like a um, like a an opaque like orangish yellow. huh.
1: Have I have I seen anything like that before?
0: This one probably not.
1: Um, so I'm gonna pick that one up. And I'm just gonna hold it one hand, hand axe in the other. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna think because I'm not a fan of drinking something I don't know what's in it. Um Okay. I'm gonna use um I'm gonna sort of so I'm gonna place my hand to my chest, feel that familiar glow of energy, and I am going to use my action to use my channel divinity of Abjur enemy, and I'm gonna use it on half elven monk guy. Okay. Or fully elven now.
0: Fully elf at this point. Um, Okay, what does that do?
1: Uh, So, uh, I choose a creature within 60 feet of me that I can see and I'm I'm peeking over to see him. He has to make a wisdom saving throw uh, in beta 17. If he's a fiend or undead, he does have disadvantage on this. On the failure, the creature is frightened and its speed is reduced to zero. For one minute or until I damage it. Um, on a success, the creature's speed is just halved for one minute or until he takes damage.
0: Okay, that was a 13. Okay. And I'm sorry, can you tell me that one more time? What yeah. what what is what happens to him?
1: So uh, he failed, so uh, his speed is reduced to zero. Oh. And he can't benefit from any bonuses to speed um, for one minute or until he takes damage.
0: All right. Um, then for his entire turn, because he can't move... He is. He's just gonna keep you in his eye line. Keep his sort of his his eyes directed towards you, um, and make sure that you are continually in front of him. Okay, okay you get another uh, another turn.
1: Okay, great. So I'm gonna like fully hide myself behind the pit. Like it can cover my body, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna take a deep breath. I'm gonna go. Okay. Be sneaky. Be sneaky. Be like seeker. And I'm gonna try to like go back is which way was he facing forward and looking straight at me he's
0: looking directly at you yes okay
1: but i but i did i hide kind of
0: you have full cover
1: i have full cover Hmm, 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 hmm. i'm gonna see if using that if i can get closer to him and just you said he put the key in his pocket yes I just want to try to like pull a pickpocket move. Like I've definitely seen Seeker do and like maybe he can see me, I guess, walking, but I'm gonna see if I can just move faster than he can and take the key from his pocket.
0: Okay, his movement is zero, so he's sort of locked up for the moment. Um, But I am gonna have you make a sleight of hand check against his acrobatics check.
1: Okay. Hand, come on. Ooh, 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 17? Oh, no.
0: 17 beats a 14. <gasps>
1: oh, it does?
0: Yeah. So you, as, as you run up to him, he's still sort of caught off guard by him being locked in place. And as he moves, he sort of expects his step to go as he moves. But his feet are locked up. He can't move anywhere. And you just take that moment to reach into his pocket, grab and grab the key.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. And then I... I feel like when I was doing it too, I tried to like sneak in like stealth, like I've seen Seeker do. And then halfway through, I was like, oh my God, he can see me. And then I just like give yeah. up and I'm going to turn back towards the door. And I'm going to try to put some distance between me and him because I know I don't have a lot of time. Is, is the door there?
0: The door is there. I'm, I'm running to go on it. Okay. He is going to, as you begin running, he is going to make an attack of opportunity against you.
1: Ah.
0: And that is going to be a 23 to hit.
1: That definitely. Is.
0: Okay. That is gonna be nine points of bludgeoning damage. Ouch. And with his sentinel ability, your movement speed is now zero. No! As you just turn, he reaches around and gives you another swift punch directly in the spot that he had hit your ribs before. Oh! And you hear it just crack something as it takes the wind completely out of you and you are stunned.
1: I'm stunned?
0: Your, your movement speed is zero. Yup. Yup. Okay. Is that the end of your turn? Because technically we're still on your turn.
1: I know we're, I can't do, I, if I can't move, okay. I, I don't want to hit him, so, and I don't think I can if I'm stunned, right? I can't.
0: Your movement speed is just zero.
1: Okay. Um. If I can just say, I'm just gonna say one more time, Like, we don't have to fight. We don't have to fight. That's it, that's, but I, I don't want to hit him.
0: Okay now feeling his, well, uh, is it just for one one turn that he's locked up?
1: It's for one minute.
0: Oh, one minute. Yeah. Okay, and is there any, do I get to save against that again? Um,
1: not unless I hit you.
0: Okay, then it is his turn. He is going to take two attacks at you because he is frightened. Those are at disadvantage. So the first attack is going to be a 10 with a natural one second attack is ooh it's gonna be a 26 but the 17 yep. and uh, and uh, 18 yep. uh, uh, yeah 17 and 18 eight points of bludgeoning damage again okay gonna use another key point oh for flurry of blows
1: okay <laughs> we're fine
0: that is a 16 and an 18 so that's gonna be a 25 to hit yep or six points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. I'm gonna have you make a constitution saving throw for me okay. as uh, he pours one key point into Stunning Strike.
1: I can, I can do math. Um, 22.
0: 22 saves. Whew. Okay, but you still got one more punch incoming. Yep. At disadvantage, that's gonna be a 14 to hit.
1: Ooh, he, uh, no, no, no. No, okay, he no, misses okay, on his last no. attack.
0: Okay. That's his turn,
1: Am as I... he can't
0: move anywhere, and he's used his bonus action to attack. Um, and you are not stunned. Okay, what are you doing?
1: I'm not stunned anymore. No. Okay, I'm booking it for the. Wait. Okay, but the thing on his arm. I feel like Seeker would want that because it's magical, and I got him right. I know he's. I know. I know how long it lasts. Like I know I'm holding him. Can I take the axe and try to like, like? you know, get the strap off one more time?
0: I'm going to have you make um, an attack roll versus an acrobatics check on his part. Got it.
1: I got a natural one.
0: <laughs> I am not shitting you. <laughs> he got a natural one as well.
1: Oh my god! So what happened?
0: Okay, um... What is what is your what would you be adding? You'd be adding your strength and your proficiency. Yeah. So what are those?
1: That's um, like what are the numbers? Oh yeah.
0: What what are you adding? What's um, your strength modifier?
1: My strength modifier is plus two, and then my proficiency is plus four.
0: Okay. Um, that's six total. Yeah. He's got a plus five to his dexterity, so oh, you what? are able to, you are able to uh, make a swing against this thing. Uh, make your uh, roll your damage.
1: Okay, okay. Barely made it. Gosh, damn it. It's uh, three damage.
0: Three damage yeah. is just enough Woo! to where you swing and you just barely scrape him, really not doing any damage to him, but you just cut this band off of his arm. Um, as it falls to the ground, I'm going to have you make a dexterity saving... Uh, uh a... Dexterity, saving throw. Just see if you can catch this thing out of the air as it's falling towards the ground.
1: Saving throw. Dexterity? Yes. Okay. The 17.
0: Seventeen. You just swipe this thing out of the air, turn around, and you are free and clear to move towards the door. Is I'm that what you're booking
1: doing? Booking it, I'm booking it.
0: You are booking it towards the door. Shove the key in, turn it, you open the door, you are out.
1: Whew, another sigh of relief as I sort of like put my hands on my knees. And I look up,
0: you look around. You're in the main floor of the lighthouse. Oh. The door that you just came through is the entrance door to the lighthouse. As you're looking around, you once again see the mold and moss hanging off of the ceiling. You get the smell of the ocean breeze.
1: Bulk at the smell of the like the ocean I'm like Ugh.
0: stepping out of the shadows you see two figures that was more interesting than most of the people that we have run through this course
1: well I'm so glad I could be entertaining for you what what was the point of that what did you get out of that
0: the data that we have collected will be very useful in our studies in the future now If you don't mind We will be off
1: And The gold
0: The gold is still there And it will be there and you can collect your myconid spore
1: Um, Can I take a step Forward and try to look At the pair of them one more time and try to recall That fuzzy fuzzy memory From when I was young
0: Make a History check And this time at disadvantage Okay
1: Nope, my history zero. That's an 11. An
0: 11. You don't recall anything further than what you remember?
1: I sort of, like, scrunch my eyebrows, um, frustrated that I can't quite remember. Um, and I'm gonna... How did you know? How did you know about the temple?
0: I don't know what you're talking about. What temple are you speaking about?
1: You do. There was this just strange mist and it it changed the shape of things in the room and it made different things appear how did you know about that spot
0: I didn't you did
1: and like realization's gonna kind of wash over me and I'm gonna get much paler than usual which is saying something right right um well, thank you. Um, thank, thank you. Can I, I can just take my leave now, right? I can just go?
0: You are free to go. Okay. We have what we needed. And as they walk out, they walk out with you. They sort of escort you to the door. You continue walking back up towards the main city of Saddlemount. And you see that they sort of veer off to the right. They walk down to the beach where there's a small dock there you see a small little boat sort of a dinghy as they both climb in push off and begin sailing south away from Saddlemount now you look up into the sky you can see the moon full in the sky you see the most stars you've ever seen and they're all lighting your way as you move back towards Saddlemount And with that, that is where we're going to end this episode. (laughs) We're going to call it right there. Thank you all so much for listening. And we can't wait to see you all again next week. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds. Hey, Ethan. Uh, If someone someone likes this podcast, what can they do? That's interesting that you ask, because what they could do is they could like it. uh, They could share it with all of their friends, share it on social media, and they could subscribe across pretty much all podcasting platforms. That's so exciting. I got to jump into it right now. You should. And you should, too, guys. (laughs) And you should too.